Hello everyone, welcome to the Really Truly Music podcast. This is um, our review episode number two. Yeah, last week we did Glass Ocean and today Ricky and I will be discussing Oscar Jerome's debut album, Breathe Deeper. Hey Ricky, how's it going? Yeah, I'm good, you? Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, taking a cheeky hour away from work to record this. As am I. Yeah, very good. I'm enjoying it. It's nice. It's a nice thing to do. I feel Breaks like breaks up the day a little bit. It does. It does keep things interesting. Um, but yeah, so we kind of. I feel like the re- the main reason why we we've, we've chosen Oscar Jerome really is because I was exposed to him through through my work where he did a uh, a live stream um, to promote his debut album Breathe Deeper and. Yeah, I thought I I like I enjoyed the performance. I thought it was really good. Like I hadn't been exposed to him before. Like I haven't followed him his like career up to now. So it was nice to come in quite blind, and and hear and hear his stuff. And um, I, I I liked it enough very much to go and listen to the album. So I thought, yeah, it was a perfect opportunity just to make it a review episode on the really truly music podcast you're welcome oscar jerome <laughs> hopefully this will get the chart position up exactly um and yeah likewise i i wasn't aware of uh this album until you sort of linked me to it um so yeah I, i'm not like it's not as if i've been following him as well but um after you linked it i've given it you know three i'd say three full listens and then i've listened to a couple of the tracks separately from it as well mm. um so yeah i've got a good idea of you know the sound and and everything that comes with it nice before we go into before we dive in i think i've listened to it like consciously about the same amount of times as you yeah but i would also say i've probably listened to it three or four times more but with it just been with it just in the background sure and i think it's a merit to the album sound actually where you can just sort of whack an album on and have it very have it in the background and just enjoying hearing it but not from a on a focus level you know it's been it's a really cool sort of loungy album to have on that's actually was one of my points it has this kind of the way i worded it was like a coffee shop feel to it like Mm. it's you can just imagine it on in the background and this isn't a disservice to it like i'm not saying it's filler background like lift music at all but it's got that sort of warm coffee shop that's what i picture in my head um sound to it where it's kind of just a comforting you know album to have on in the background as well as if you were to just put headphones on and listen to it as well definitely it's got a kind of yeah i think anything that includes electric piano yeah is like it qualifies for the (laughs) for the for the coffee shop realm yeah uh yeah it was uh yeah it's a really good listen and uh it's got a few so the structures you know it's pretty standard but it's got three sort of interlude tracks it almost seems to add sort of parts to it yeah that's how i felt as well yeah which i which i really enjoyed um so yeah there's um searching for aliens what's up buttercup which is track six and then the penultimate interlude is dragging my which is the 10th track so in total there's 11 tracks but Actually, there it's more like uh, ten, nine, eight. Oh, I'm just doing my maths. <laughs> eight tracks, like full length. So 
it's actually quite a nice concise album you know it clocks in at 44 minutes which i think is a nice length um but yeah ricky did you have a particular kind of what what was your standout track that you've kind of been gravitating towards well as uh, you've <laughs> you've just kind of um alluded to it there it is um gravitate would be the standout track for me um what i noticed as i was listening to it was i was sort of enjoying it more and more um towards the middle of the album so for me coy moon and gravitate were the, the two standouts gravitate um and I, I think is am i right in saying it's your favorite as well i have come back to gravitate more than any of the tracks so far yeah like i've yeah. listened to that independently because I'm like, yeah, no, I love that tune. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's just got a really cool, catchy vibe to it. Um the mm. it's got the, it's got these sort of percussive beats in the background. It's just really catchy and it, it's it sounds like it's the sort of pinnacle of the album mm. with the groove and just I think it was actually, is it a single, Gravitate? I think if I'm if I'm correct, it was that it was the the first song he kind of released prior to the album so i think he, he actually released this album independent i'm sorry released a single independently last year okay so the song's actually been out yeah quite a while and you can yeah i suppose it was a good a good way of sort of you know gesturing to his fans you know that this is the sound i'm going to be going for on my on my next album yeah you mentioned uh like the percussion that is at the start i feel like this track it's probably a good showcase for the for all the musicians on the album as well because yeah yeah there's that track and then there's fucking happy days in that which is the track after which are the two where i feel like there's they're the, they have a, the strongest sort of instrumental parts to it so i think yeah track seven and eight gravitate and the other one is like the the point in the album where it's like yeah we've got some proper good musicians on this album and we're gonna show them off yeah it's worth mentioning that um there's a lot of different sort of instruments involved in the album and just that you can tell there's a lot of musicians involved you know there's there's sax there's percussion you know there's lots of guitar i'm assuming he does a lot of the guitar there's yeah. some great showcase drums the bass is obviously a, a very big part of this album i find that the bass is is very deep and full-bodied and it kind of drives a lot of the songs with the guitar sort of the guitar sort of add the the jazzy sort of chords and things mm. but the the bass is there keeping the song together yeah um and i think with the drums being quite um the drums always got sort of a consistent groove going as well and it's kind of like very sort of fast hi-hat rhythms and, mm. and sort of snare snare hits um so yeah that that's what stood out for me in terms of the the musicianship but then yeah you've got bits like sax and i'm sure there's a there's a bit of steel drum in there at some point and um lots of different types of guitar tones like wah and and things like that so yeah there's a lot going on musically i feel like you can sort of hear a lot of his what I think anyway is who his influences there's there's a point at the end of the track of um your saint which I believe is track three track, no, track four. four yeah where at the end it kind of goes crazy with all the instruments and the sax is kind of going off on one but there's a there's there's like a, a few notes that are played that are very similar to the end of bonobo stay yeah, the same stay the same that was literally one of my points yeah <laughs> really? yeah, yeah and yeah. it's the it's same vibe isn't it because um in that um bonobo song is it sax in the bonobo song think so yeah i want to say it is and it's got this kind of 
melancholy, like Latin American sort of sound to it. He's not copied it, obviously. It's, no, no, it's no, just no, a not. melody, but it really reminded me of it. And that's a, that's a great song. That's yeah. probably my favourite Bonobo song. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that's when he was... Because a lot of the things that followed Bonobo after he did that Black Sands album, he went a lot more electronic after that. But that album was it was all about sort of live live musicians and and kind of everything was based on like jams and like letting songs kind of sprawl out a little bit more. Yeah. And um, yeah, I could, I feel like he would have definitely li- listened to a bit of Bonobo like for this. Yeah, for sure. And um, in the same way, Bonobo was you know the bassist, wasn't he as well? He was. Um, so he was sort of keeping it all together in the same way that the bass does in this album a lot. So, yeah, I'd imagine that's an influence. Yeah. For absolutely. What I liked about the album, it kind of takes a lot of strength from and distills a lot of the things that a lot of his peers are doing at the time. Like I can hear a lot of Tom Meesh in his in the music, you know, very sort of jazzy, groovy songs, um, as well as Alpha Mist as well. I don't know if you're familiar with Alpha Mist. I don't um, think I've heard it, no. no. Yeah, I feel like there's like a sort of there is very much a collective of of musicians at the moment um and artists i think they're all coming out of south london as well i think um there, there seems to be a really strong community down there of this genre i think oscar jerome he's from norwich isn't he but he moved to south london i think yeah clearly there's a big scene going on there but sure. um, i watched an interview um of him um performing in new york and he said that um a lot of musicians from new york were big influences as well so i'm assuming the sort of the more traditional jazz uh, musicians from you know years mm-hmm. yonder is yeah, that the yeah. Right word? yonder yeah sounds right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um are, are, are influences as well and um yeah i mean I, i'm not sort of big on the jazz scene but there's a few sort of smaller bands that i've listened to that um have a similar sort of sound in terms of uh and even actually like um they're not the same genre at all but incubus some Mm. of their earlier stuff um i mean they were more sort of jazz metal or sort of funk metal but uh, some of the sort of vocal styles that he adopts um and some of the guitar stuff is quite similar to that That, that's something that i sort of noticed i don't think it necessarily meant that he's a fan of incubus or listen to him but that was Mm. just a comparison i made it's funny you should say that because Recently, I watched. Um, there's a there's a video on YouTube of Incubus performing like an unplugged session. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there's they're more like a jazz funk band dressed up in rock outfits, kind of thing. Like, yeah, because th- I think they've always kept that sort of jazziness to them or funk to them. Funk, they used to yeah. be sort of metally, and then they've sort of softened over the years, but they've yeah. kind of retained that sound. No, definitely. But lyrically as well on this album, I noticed he covers quite a lot of. To- it's that it feels like a sort of debut album in the way that it's encompassing a lot of things. It's not a niche thing that it's focusing on. And it's it's not like oh this album's about this particular thing it's kind of it feels like a group of songs like his greatest hits almost mm. I, I mean there's a mix on here of sort of personal uh songs and then there's songs that are you know about more political things like mm. i think your saint i read through the lyrics of that and it sounds like it's about like refugees mm. um and uh, give back what you stole from me sounds very political mm. and i think some for someone's uh about I, I read about this one but i think it's about climate change so there's a mm. lot of like there's those and then there's other songs in there like koi moon which sounds more sort of soulful and and less about this sort of political agenda mm. 
It's very interesting you you, you mentioned that actually because uh, that's the only time ever where an artist can do that as well is on their debut album because he's probably had a lot of these tracks lying not lying around. He's clearly poured his heart and soul into him, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you know he he's had when you, you can only release an album a debut album once and he's probably taken more time and had these songs as ideas for longer than maybe a, a follow up album. So yeah. he's like bringing a lot of things together yeah to form like a really concise little little album um and it must be a liberating thing in order oh, to, to get it on there you know and, yeah um, yeah there is a lot of th- lot of subjects covered as you said yeah yeah and i, th- I think um, musicianship wise it's the guys that he's got together are very tight um mm. the actual guitar um and I, I guess you you might pick this up as well. Is um, it's got this kind of natural sort of untidiness to it, but purposefully that way, mm. um, where you'll often hear like the odd sort of imperfection in the in the notes and things like that. But and and it also it kind of that that makes it sort of very jammy in a way. Like it's a very jam focused album. Like it almost feels as though some of the little guitar solos and sax solos were sort of improvised and maybe sort of honed uh, slightly, mm. but it almost sounds like it was like, right, take one, let's go, and then they just jam it out towards the end and, and sort of kept bits and were like, yeah, that worked, let's just keep it. Like it, I guess that's a style of music, but it, it works well, I think. And he was doing he was doing that on, on the live stream yeah. that he did a couple of weeks ago that was very much just like a, you know, a group of musicians in a room just getting down, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was nice to see as well because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of music coming out now is very regimented and very sort of in order. And it it feels like Oscar Jerome is going for a mainstream audience. So it's good. It's cool to see that he's promoting, you know, more loose, you know, slightly more underground kind of jazz sounds. You know, I hope he, you know, I hope he succeeds because, um, yeah, he seems to be the guy. Because Tom he, Tom Meech has come leap, leaps and bounds. Oscar Jerome's probably done, might have done this as well. Like I said, I've I've, I've come into him oh, him blind. But, you know, I followed Tom Meech for a lot longer and he started out on SoundCloud, you know, just uploading some tunes that he was writing. And though that same genre is kind of, you know, he's selling out venues, you know, he sold out Brixton Academy, UK's whole UK tour was pretty much a sellout. I wouldn't say Oscar Jerome is trying to emulate what Tom Meech is doing, but... He's certainly bringing his own spin of this genre to the table, and uh, there's clearly a demand for it now. And and to build on that, what I'd say is, I think he's very much. I can tell this album, you know, has come out the way he wanted it to sound. Like he's not made any compromises. Um, it's it's full of sort of creative musical parts with. There's a lot of different styles of songs on there. You've got soulful stuff. You've got the more funk mm. stuff. You've got jazzy stuff. I mean, it's all it's all these genres, but you know, in some songs it's more prominent than in others. And um, you've got um, in fucking happy days and that. There's just this massive jam, and you know that that clearly he's not compromised. He's not been like right. We should we should sort of trim this down to to get it out mm. there to the mainstream. He's just doing. He's doing what he likes, and even the like the little uh, interludes, yeah. they're I mean they're very sort of lo-fi, 
you can hear the, the you know it's almost sounds like it's just one mic in a room and there's a bit of background guitar and things but he's just kept it yeah. on there because it, it he liked it and credit to him for doing that and and it's working out like he's he's got what nearly four hundred thousand plays on spotify monthly and you know some of his songs are in the millions of streams so yeah it's clearly he's it's working for him so credit to him for that and yeah it was, yeah what you're saying about the um the interludes him and his band are just in a room like messing about so a lot of those interludes he's probably cut from a, a take that ended up being one of the other songs but you know I Mark be surprised, put, put yeah. it to the start of the album or you know to the middle of the album yeah it, it sounds like an album that was kind of recorded over a few days with just a few guys in in a studio mm -hmm. just jamming stuff out obviously the song structures were there but in terms of like the solos and things yeah it sounds like it was almost like let's just go in there jam it out and pick the best bits and yeah that that's the the vibe definitely but yeah i suppose if you were to summarize it and, and you know as much as i don't i'm not a massive fan of like scoring stuff you know we are doing album reviews um yeah. so i mean if you were to give this a score you know out of 10 how would how would you reckon it fares you know because obviously you have a we both do you know we we're, when we're at uni together we listen to loads of random stuff and it was great so well yeah so when uh we i mean you you, you basically sent me the album and said Let, let's do a review of this at some point um and um i put it on uh i first listened to it over the weekend um and i actually listened to it back to back twice because I enjoyed it like it it was it I did, it didn't tire me listening to it the first time um so I just stuck it on again and um I think going back to what you said at the beginning um it feels like it's going to be a long album because there's 11 tracks on there and the a lot of the main tracks are sort of 5 6 minutes long mm. cuz they've got this sort of jamming aspect to it but Actually, it comes around really quickly, and I think it's because, as you've said, the three interludes are less than a minute long, less than a minute long each. Um, so it's it's really eight songs. Um, so I I do like that. I think it was a good length. It 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 was um, long enough to be you know a, a good solid listen, but not too long that you ended up sort of being like, right, this is a dud track. This is you know, mm. um, I wasn't skipping through it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's not normally a, it's not a genre I know much about. Um, uh, I do like a bit of jazz, but I, I'm not like well versed in it and um, it's not something I listen to on a daily basis. But I did actually in, enjoy this quite a lot. So, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a good um, eight out of ten for me. Mm. Um, musicianship wise, it's it's on point. Um, he's clearly put a lot of thought into the way he wants it to sound and it sounds it's come out the way he wants it to sound. I can tell that. Um, and guitar wise, you know, he's, he's very creative with his guitar parts and his, and his vocals are decent as well. So yeah, no, eight out of 10, I think, um, uh, it's a good album. And as I said earlier, highlights for me would be Koi Moon and Gravitate. I think that sort of area of the album is where it stood out for me most. Yeah. Um, Your Saint is also good though. I did enjoy that. And I like the lyrically, um, it's obviously about various different topics, but it's quite poetic. So, yeah, no, I think um, it's a very strong debut. And, um, you know, I can imagine this doing really well and him building on it. Oh, nice um, one, yes. Just going back to Your Saint quickly, you got to give some credit to um, Brother Portrait as well. Oh, for sure. Who features yeah, yeah. on that. And, um, yeah, I, I liked I liked his sort of his appearance on this album. I felt like it was a nice... He, he, was, he accompanied 
Oscar Jerome very well, and also to Leanne Le Havis on the on the Timeless track as well. Um, I listened to Leanne Le Havis's album, her new one that came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I thought I, I think she's a incredibly talented um, artist as well. And um, yeah, it was you know she, uh, in my head she's actually kind of further along in her career than than Oscar Jerome. So yeah, yeah. you know it's cool that he can attract someone like her onto onto to feature on his album and um yeah but i'm 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 similar with you you know i think he he's as an artist oscar drome clearly is a very charismatic guy clearly very talented musically and um you know the musicians around him bring out the best in him i think and him vice versa to them i think they the way the way in which the songs flow um yeah, makes makes the album feel like you know it's half an hour compared to you know to, compared to being closer to an hour, um, and you know I think the only bit that I, I was not you know a massive fan of, but give back what you stole from me. I, I I really I did like that track, but sometimes I thought that the vocals kind of I think it I think it's the point of it to be honest. So he's probably done his job, but I feel like the the vocals are almost too in your face and kind of and kind of overpowered the music a little bit. But I think because of the message behind the track. I think it, he was he was trying to push a message forward. So artistically, he's probably done that on purpose. Yeah. But I thought in terms of the flow of the album, it kind of made it a little bit, I don't know, it kind of gave it a slight rough patch. But the way we've discussed this album has been very open and very positive. So I just thought maybe that's the only bit that I, I personally thought was not as good as the rest of it. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I'm actually, since you mentioned it, yeah, like that's the one point where it clearly is very sort of direct, you know, yeah. give back what you stole from me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although I did really enjoy the sax in, in the chorus of that song. So, but yeah, no, I think overall, um, I'm going to definitely be having this on a lot more. Uh, I'm trying to get, I'm going to try and get hold of the vinyl as well, actually, because I think the, the, the aesthetic of of his album is really cool as well. So um, the the sound of it would it suits vinyl definitely. So yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to give this a, a really solid eight out of ten. Nice. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. And when you know when when we get out of this godforsaken era of uh, sitting at home eating too much dairy milk, I'm looking forward <laughs> to getting out and seeing him live as well. I feel like it's a sort of music, you know, if it it's jazz, isn't it? You know, if you, exactly. That needs yeah. to, that's that's always best live so i'm sure yeah live in a room with him is going to be even better this whole review process is great because it it's just opening my eyes to a lot of music that i wouldn't necessarily find and and listen to um this is probably an album that would have slipped by having you know if we weren't sort of doing these reviews and you hadn't sort of put it pushed it onto the table so yeah no i'm grateful for that and and it's definitely one that i'll come back to Yeah, I suppose that, that that concludes this episode's review, um, review number two. And um, yeah, I mean, ne- next week we'll probably have another one to do, which um, I'm already looking forward to. So uh, yeah, look sh- forward to it. Should be a good time. And Yeah, that'll be our next week. And then at the end of this week, we'll also have our uh, second feature length episode out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we look forward to getting that one out as well. Thank you very much, Ricky. And um, thank you for everyone who's... Uh, who's listening we really appreciate it listening to us rabbit on about music that's what we like to do yeah but, um yeah you've been listening to the really truly music podcast and uh yeah have a good day everyone see you later